Hi and welcome to this week's Revenge Ball Wheels Lockdown F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, Lee, and a lag. Kind of, kind of getting, kind of getting used to the lag now. It's really weird, isn't it? After um, when you first start using Skype to do something for the first couple of minutes, it's weird, and then it disappears, and your brain seems to compensate. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm used to hearing a deathly silence after ninety percent of things that I say, anyway. So it's second nature. <laughs> so am I, just for different reasons. <laughs> So, going back to what roughly passes for on topic this week, um, F- <laughs> F1, um, Canada is now officially postponed, um, which means the season's going to open in France, if France can happen. It's not going to... At the end no. of- France, France is the first Grand Prix on the originally released calendar that hasn't been postponed or cancelled so far. That that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, France probably isn't going to happen. Let's be honest. I think by this yeah, time 20... next week, we will not be talking about France as the season opener. To anyone thinking about buying a ticket for the French Grand Prix, I'd be very wary. I'd have not really yeah. gone for it anyway, given the quality of the French Grand Prix. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bearing in mind, F one's going to come back with a bang when it does. And do you want another race at Paul Ricard like last year? Not another one like last year, no. Or the year before? Uh, no. I can't remember the year before. <laughs> I want to say Vettel rear-ended Bottas quite early on, and oh, that was that's about right, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was when uh, when Vettel was going through his um, spinny phase. Well, he's still going through it, isn't he? He's just, <laughs> just not racing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he put a shed up last week backwards. But it was okay, though, because knowing Vettel, he might, somehow it, it turned itself 180, and now it's the right way round. <laughs> yep, there's that lag again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ross Braun says that F1 could conceivably start at the end of July behind closed doors um, for the first few races and fit 18 or 19 races into a season with some triple-header back-to-back-to-backs again, which they swore would never happen, and um, a couple of races having two-day weekends. And also, that that involves running to the end of January 2021, doesn't it? It would do, yes. The races would probably have to be spread out in such a way that you'd get... Brazil and Mexico and I think the two races in the Gulf towards the back end of the season where the weather's mm-hmm. going to be warmer at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I, I hope we get something this year. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it would be a good morale boost for everyone if we can get some sport back after this. Yeah, I mean, watching, uh, watching either repeats, which, yeah, okay, it's all fine and good, or... Virtual races. The fun fest that is virtual racing. Yeah, I I, I ate a lot of words on uh, Saturday night with a virtual IndyCar race. What did you did say? Did you? Yes. I said, about five minutes before it started, this has probably been the best of the ones that we've seen so far because it's got proper drivers in and they've not brought any celebrities and there's no dicking about and it's just actual proper racing. There's a fucking yellow flag before the start. Oh, it was a spectacular <laughs> crash, though. About ten of them was, wiped each other out before they got going. Yeah, it was a great crash. I saw it on Twitter. I wasn't actually watching it. 
<laughs> we workers, we have nothing better to do on a Saturday night. I can't remember what I was doing. I think I was, I think I was drinking beer, lots of it. No, oh, there was beer as well, but we couldn't, we couldn't use the hot tub because that was still getting its uh, chlorine dose. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm fully enjoying my uh, uh, like ex- uh, expedition into uh, iRacing. It's pretty good fun. Yeah, how are you getting on with that? I've not not really had a chance to ask you these last few days. I've been, I've, I've been too busy putting an MX-5 into a wall. I did two races. I finished in the top 10 of the MX-5 race I finished in. I then decided to do a couple of laps practice in the Dallara to see where it was like around an oval. And I was pretty competitive there, so I went into an oval race. I was quickest in my oval race on in practice. I qualified fifth, and even, and even on that lap, I'd fucked it up a little bit, so I had the pace for pole. And in that race, I was leading by the third lap, and then somebody punted me off. I toddled... <laughs> back to the pits um, waited in the pits for a while to see if they could fit, fix me and then they said my car was too damaged and I was unhappy <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank um, just want to thank Matt Steele for all the help that he's given me on um, iRacing at the minute he did offer it to Lee as well I think but Lee just knows how to do things better apparently <laughs> but well, um, just it's a video game. I don't need tips on how to play video games. <laughs> but yeah, I want, just want to say thanks to Matt for um, for all that he's done, and also to another couple of people, um, Wings Triumphant and Electron John, who have been helping us out with the Discord server that we've set up. Yes, um, it's a new chat room, streaming, meme shit posting general chat place and we're going to be streaming podcasts on there we're going to be using it for classic race watch alongs and those three guys between them have really given me a good uh, good help with setting it up if you go to discord download the app and just look for three legs four wheels and well you'll find us on there can we Jeez. put the link can we put the link up i'll put the link up i've been tweeting it out for the last few days and i'll put it on the put it on the podcast description i'll um put it on twitter and uh, facebook as well Put it I up, will join. Put it up in well. all, all, all the usual places. So I'm, I'm usually logged in there because I tend not to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the rest of the world. Pretty, yes. pretty much. No, Sean, you still get to leave the house. I, I am still permitted to leave the building, which is exciting. As a key worker. Yes. <laughs> For my 20-second commute to work. <laughs> but, yeah, it's It's strange. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I mean, I, like, if you take uh, if you take work out of the mix, I stayed at home most of the time. Anyway, if anything, I think I'm going for more walks now because I want to get my walk in. Yeah, I'm the same actually. I'm making sure I get the the daily outing. Make sure I, I, you know, you do what you're allowed. Yeah, I like to do it first thing in the morning. Then no one's around. Like no one's around anyway. But no one's really around first thing in the morning. So I get up first thing in the morning, go for my, my hour-long stomp, and then that that's me then for the rest of the day. I don't have to go out again. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like to go on uh, like to go on the bike after I've finished work just to uh, just to decompress because we were talking yeah. talking about this before and I'm st- I'm still working from home and the problem is when you when you work in IT people can't actually see what you're doing when they're in the same office as you. And it's even worse when they're not in the same office as you because they never think that you're busy or you've got five computers on the go at once and you can do everything. 
Yeah. I may have a desk with two computers on, and I've got two different laptops in front of me now, but this isn't always the case. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it is always the case with you, Paul. Yes. Yeah, all, all right. Yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of screens in this house. I, I'm not, not going to deny that fact. But one of the screens will be used for um, a classic race watch along this week. I think we're going to do our first one, and uh, we'll do the live chat through it on the Discord server. So, Chris, you need to join by then. I haven't joined. Yeah, Sean, you need to join I, by then. I Lee, need to join I'm as ju- well. Lee, I'm, I'm, I'm just. We'll, we'll see if it happens. But everyone except you has not joined. <laughs> I, I am. I'm looking at the podcasters column on here, and it's got my name in it. <laughs> and we'll stick the bat signal out and see if we can coax Dan into joining us as well. That'd be nice. So You mean this isn't his fault? Because he left the podcast and then this happened. The world goes to crap when Dan's not around. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to draft him in one Monday. If he's allowed an internet connection now that his other half has got access to Disney Plus. Well, we've also got access to Disney Plus now, and did anyone see the hilarious Facebook post that my fiance posted? Um did yeah. any anyone in the group see that now? No. See that? Nope. It doesn't ring a bell. I asked, uh, Izzy was like, she was like, what do you want to watch? And I said, is there anything on about the Nazis? And she went, I'm searching Disney Plus. And she thought that was hilarious, so she put it on Facebook. Meanwhile, I searched I searched Nazis and found uh, some National Geographic documentaries about the Nazis. So I won. <laughs> 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 so you are now the best Nazi hunter hunter in your house. Um... Yes, I don't know. I'm not. I mean, it's probably worth putting some context to this. I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> well, thanks for clearing that up. You think you know someone for years? Did, did you know the thing about the Disney Animation Studio and the working conditions being so bad years ago? I, the, yeah, I do. Yeah, and also that, Walt Disney himself was 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 a, was a supporter of the yeah uh, the National Socialists. Uh, yeah, apparently the working conditions were so bad. The artists used to call the office Mousewitz. Yeah, and uh, and then when when they cottoned on to that, and it was like a sackable offence to call it Mousewitz, they started calling it Duckow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a gen- genuine genuine actual real. I've heard that a couple times before. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, I thought I had an editing yeah. job to do last week. No, that one's that one that one's staying in. Walt Disney is dead, yeah. so he can't be libelled. Well, from That's the correct. neck down, but the head's still frozen, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> True. He's going to be the first Futurama head, isn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, on the subject of streaming services, um, as F1 TV is now free, we'll do our first wa- uh, classic race watch along. So... 8 o'clock UK time on Thursday, looking at the calendar, which Thursday is the 16th, unless I'm solely mistaken. That is the 16th. I was very surprised Mm. to turn around to look at the calendar and see a cat's arse instead. (laughs) (laughs) So looking at the cat's arse and the calendar, Thursday the 16th, 8 o'clock UK time, and 2007 Brazil Grand Prix. Sounds good. Yeah, can do. That sounds like a good choice. Yeah, I think uh, I think that that would be uh, that would be a good one to start with, and we'll uh, we'll keep doing them regularly while while there's nothing new to watch. Yeah, I yeah. was asked for I, I I gave a list of um, D 
decent races um, for someone to watch on Twitter saying, you know, wow, I really, I think it was after the Monaco 96 watch through that Formula One did. It was like, what, what, what other races should I watch? And I was like, well, there's this, 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 that, and that. And I gave a, a whole load of um, a list, some of which Formula One decided to, to show recently. But the, I, I forgot one of the best ones. I forgot Belgium 98. Oh, yes. The mega pileup. Yeah, how can I forget that? That's probably one of the best races from the nineties. So we we should do that at some point. I think yeah. I think that that might that might be the second one. Probably do that over the weekend. Be a cool one for me to talk about that as well because I was there. You what nineteen ninety eight? Yeah, cool. <laughs> right, so that's that's our first two. Don't we'll do the first one on Saturday, and then we'll decide on a date for Belgium ninety eight uh, later in the week. Doing the first one on Thursday. Doing the first one on Thursday. Sorry. Been a long We're day. making it up as we go along. That's, so hang on. That's how we've done Wait. this for the last five years, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call that into question because if we are putting this podcast out on a Wednesday now, are we gonna give people less than twenty four hours to listen to the podcast and join into the chat? No, because it will already be available on Facebook and Twitter. Ta da okay, that's fine. Because by the time you're listening Pro- to this, this is a repeat. Producing the show on the fly. Look at that. Like I say, isn't this what we've done for around about the last five years? Yes, pretty much. Um, so, what do we what do we think to the idea of the uh, closed door races to kick the season off? I'll, if I'll it gets racing back, if it gets racing back, I'm uh, I'm down for it. You know, it's yeah, it might be a bit weird not having any fans there, but uh, you know, you you've got to you've got to take the. Yeah, you beggars can't be choosers. We, you can't have the races and have the audiences and have this this virus still, you know, prevalent. It's yeah. just it's just not a thing that can happen. So, you know, if you can have the race but not have people there, then that's something I think we're all going to have to take for maybe a couple of months. One, yeah, yeah, one who absolutely. isn't keen on taking that is Zandvoort. They've come out and said that they would not be keen to see that, and I think we're all fairly confident that it's heineken that are paying for that race anyway so it could be interesting to see what sway sponsors have on that kind of thing it would be yeah i mean i suppose the big question would be is what what would they prefer would they prefer no race would they prefer no race than a closed race that that seems silly yeah i mean the thing is the so busted their asses to get the get the track in place for this year because they've only had one year to do it really since they made the announcement and the work was carrying on right up until I think it was second week of February where they finally finished it and released the first uh, first lap, lap footage with obviously Max Verstappen going round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would have I would have thought it would be preferable to at least have something there to show that they can have racing on that track. Yeah, yeah, plus if you if you if you have the race there and it and it works out, you know, as being like a yeah, okay, fine. It's behind closed doors, but if it's a what's going on? That was me catching my microphone by accident. <laughs> oh, okay. But if we uh, yeah, if if there's a race there and it, it's you know it's fairly decent race, I'm not talking like an instant classic, but if it's a fairly decent race. Surely that's an even better advertisement for for Zandvoort. You know, the next time that the you know that they are allowed fans in, um, that you know they'll probably be able to sell it three, four times over. If there's a good race there the first time, it's just 
to me it seems a bit counterproductive to be like oh no we don't want to race behind closed doors like like lee said do you want to race or not yeah yeah it, make, it makes no sense to i mean cutting your own nose off to spite your race <laughs> Way very good. That's actually good. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> allow it. I am allowed one a week I'm now, approved. at least. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it does. It does, like you say, Chris. It does really seem counterproductive and a, li- a little bit foot stamping. Like, oh well, you're not going to do it, are we? We're not going to do it at all. And yeah. But that is that is what sponsors usually uh, usually complain about. It is, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I mean, have you seen Ross Braun saying? We... Oh, go on, sorry. Oh no, you you started. You started. I was just going to. I was going to say we could see Ross Braun saying that uh, we could probably get eighteen or nineteen races in if we started by the end of July, um, as you say, including the the end of January. But. The calendar is going to be. It's not going to be. A, you know, the, the calendar as we know it is it. But there, there are some people thinking that we could run two races at the same circuits. We, I mean, we discussed last week, didn't we? Maybe having a couple at Silverstone. I mean, you could end up bringing, you know, I'll just 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 throw it out there. Maybe two races at Hockenheim as well, or maybe even two at Zandvoort. If they'll allow one, maybe they'll give them a second one as well. Mm-hmm. Or how about? Two at Paul Ricard on all those different configurations that I'll get me <laughs> cut now. Um, you probably have the entire championship at Paul Ricard, but I mean that's it then. Formula One is closed for good. <laughs> yeah, but at least on some of the configurations they've got the sprinklers. Oh yay! If it's gonna happen, he, mm. you, if it's gonna happen, you'd imagine the best chance of it happening would be the first race at Silverstone, if they're talking July. Yeah, I mean, Sil- well, Silverstone's not officially postponed, is it? No, no and all all the teams are here. You know, there's there's, there's limited travel, you know, because of what you're only talking two teams, three teams, two teams, three teams, two, uh, uh, three, two, 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 yeah. two, and, two and a bit. Toro Rosso still yeah. got they've, something they've got in Milton Keynes, tunnel, haven't they? Yeah, it's not yeah. it's not their factory and their personnel and all that lot. They'd have to still bring um, the car. Although, yeah, so although God, God knows what the situation with Haas is because the wings are in Switzerland and the chassis is in Italy. and Team of the world, Haas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that would that would make sense to me for them to do it behind closed doors at Silverstone. Um, Silverstone have already offered, didn't they, to do a, like a reverse track configuration if they were to do two races there. I missed that one. Yeah, yeah, so Lando Norris approved it. He, uh, <laughs> Lando said that that would be really tricky. Um, and so they might have to move some of the gravel traps because gravel traps were obviously designed for the way that the, the exits of the corners are at the moment. Um, so, but it's it's possible, and and for from a driver's point of view, it would actually be a lot trickier than than you think. They have got a few different configurations anyway at Silverstone, haven't they? They've got what the, the, the national circuit and. There's the Grand Prix circuit and other bits and, and the club circuit, I think, is the other one. It's like north, north and south sections, and then mm. the Grand Prix circuit's the whole thing. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that that could easily be doable. If we get racing this year, I think it's not going to be like any other, any other year that we've ever seen. No, well, I mean, it, it, realistically... The rest of this year is like that, isn't it, really? Yeah. The, the whole, not just Formula One, but outside of that as well. Yeah, it's... I agree. 
Sorry, I'm just trying to, trying to rescue a remote control from under a cat. Well, Sorry, yeah, Lee, I, I didn't mean to cut across you. But what, what, no, were, no, what no. were you saying then? No, no, no. I was I genuinely, genuinely just. To, I was just agreeing with you. I didn't. I didn't have anything to say. Uh, but like, I'm still. I'm still cautious about whether we're going to get any racing because we need. You know, it's what I, what I don't want to see is um, is, is is there a plane taking off? Also. <laughs> Someone's just started vacuuming. <laughs> I have not got um, the hoovering vacuuming plane. Noise. Nope, I can't hear, can't hear that at this end. Ah. Uh, uh, it what had I, stopped. Yeah, what I'm worried about is that, that we're getting to that tricky point now where I can't help but think that cer- certain government figures are thinking about economy before life. And um, that worries me when it comes to public events. What, make turning up at public events compulsory and you have to spend money if you catch anything, it's your own lookout? No, just like open the doors for things to get the economy moving again before it's ready for it. Because I'm, I, like, I, I even I, the whole virus, I don't, I don't quite understand how it's going to be controlled until there's a vaccine for it, you know, like properly. It's one of those things that's hard to judge. I mean, we're in, we're in complete unknown territory here. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's been nothing like this in most most of the population of the world's lifetimes. Nope. You know, I think the, the nearest thing to it was the Spanish flu pandemic at the start of the last century. Which, to be fair, was much worse than what this is. Because yeah, not a lot of people were not, killed by the Spanish flu than they were in the First World War. Because, yeah. not, because not a lot of people knew it was actually a thing because there wasn't mass information to the yeah. same degree that we've got now. Oh, it's, I mean, obviously, uh, like medicine as well wasn't yeah. anywhere near what it is now. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember how many people died during that. It was loads, though, wasn't it? It was over a million. Fifty million. Fifty, 50 million. million. Wow, crazy. That's a lot of lot of people. Um, <coughs> so yeah, I hope I hope that there's some sense in this. I mean. It's easy to think that the decisions that were made will be the right decisions, but considering that we've already tried to go to Australia and have a race already this year, then uh, I'm. Uh, we're not exactly batting a hundred in Formula One at good decisions, are we? This year hasn't been the best year for making choices. Nothing. Any decisions that get made in the future have to be taken with a lot more care, consideration, and. Somebody's got somebody's got to step up and take responsibility for it, which was kind of what didn't happen in Australia. Yeah. Because the organisers were saying one thing, F1 was saying another, the FIA was saying another, and everybody else was everyone was trying to pass the book for not running the race onto somebody else. Meanwhile, Seb and Kimmy are already on a plane on the on the way to Dubai. Before it was meant to happen, McLaren had already gone home. Then Mercedes writing writing to F1 and saying, "We really don't want this to happen." You know, then yeah, then the dominoes start to fall. But it should never have got to that stage in the first place. Mm. But as the no, say, hindsight, hindsight is thing. always twenty twenty. Yeah, you you can. It's easy to say that, but we're, realistically, we're not looking at it in hindsight because when it was going on and when we were going there, like the the episode before the Australian Grand Prix was scarbs, we were sat here going, "This is a ridiculous idea." 
you know, do you know what I mean? It's not like we've changed our tune with hindsight. It's just become more apparent how right we are. Maybe we should be listened to more. I think we should be listened to more, Sean. I think that's a fucking fine idea. I think I should certainly be listened to more in my own fucking house. <laughs> you live with two cats and a baby. You don't have a chance. Listen, that's Laura you're talking about there. <laughs> um so yeah f1 f1 needs to it's it's a hard, it's a hard hard thing to call but they really whatever they do they need to get it 100 percent right no it's out of their hands at the moment i think i think it's all down to each and every government uh, around the world who are you know countries that are currently on lockdown they'll decide when they can have uh you know any public gatherings and whether sporting events go ahead when whether or not they'll be behind closed doors um, the Australian Grand Prix, as you say, was for a decision for Formula One to make, and they they didn't make it. They didn't make it in time. Um, they they stumbled and they fumbled. Um, but I think the decision on on when and where they come back and how it's sort of phased back in is is entirely out of their hands. It's it's in the hands of the um, of the bigger authorities, the the, um, the sporting bodies of, uh, of of governments around the world. Yeah. yeah, the thing the thing that gets me, and this is this is a massive irony, when sport does come back, when everybody's allowed out again and we're not on lockdown, everybody's going to stay in and watch sport. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've I've often I've thought this. Like, there's a lot of complaining from people saying, "I want to get back to work. This is ridiculous. I want to get back to back from work." You fucking know that Monday that everyone can go back. There'll be so many sick days. <laughs> People will be complaining give, about give it traffic. a week and it'll be like Sorry, yeah. go on. give it a week and it'll be like oh I, oh god I missed the lockdown uh, well do you know what I think this is one thing the, the way I've uh, I'm looking at this regardless of obviously there's financial issues that come with taking so much time off work and stuff like that but if you think about it if someone turned around to you and said that you know you were going to be forced to actually take some like genuine downtime you know, where you couldn't do anything. Like, if someone had said that to you a couple of months ago, you'd have jumped at it. So the way I'm starting trying to get myself, like, through this sort of thing mentally now is just appreciating the time. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I always said that in my, uh, you know, if, if I didn't have work and I, and I didn't, you know, didn't need to work, what would I spend my time doing? And I always said to myself, I'd learn languages. So that's what I started doing. I started learning French, Italian, and German and uh you know get them up to scratch because it's it's one of the things that I, I you know you said that what would you do if you won the lottery oh well i'd do this and i'd do that well we haven't won the lottery as in like we've got lots of money but we're not really working at the moment well some of us aren't working but you know what what can we what are we actually going to do with our time well let's do the things that we said we would do if we had all the time in the world yeah yeah it's it's when it's when you got the get the opportunity to actually find out what would happen in a situation like that? It's like, you know, the classic question, uh, what three things would you grab if your house was on fire? Yeah. As it turned... so you don't know that until your house is on fire. Yeah, as it turned out for me, it was my budgie, a leather jacket, and a bottle of Glenfiddich. <laughs> <laughs> the really annoying thing was I left my cigarettes in the house. Do you still have the leather jacket? Uh, no, it got nicked about a month later. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> and, of course, the budgie's no longer with us and the bottle of Glenfiddich didn't see the night out. Oh. Mainly because I'd just sat... Mainly because I'd, 
I was sat in my next door neighbour's house after I had a fire in my own. Yeah, I, I can understand the Glenfiddich disappearing that day. And, like, you know, budgies don't last forever, man. The thing was, I grabbed the leather jacket because that was the nearest thing I could think of to wrap around the budgie cage to keep the budgie protected while I was outside waiting for the fire brigade to turn up. Hmm. It, it, was, the, it was the nearest coat on the coat hanger. <laughs> oh, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> So yeah, that. Um, but yes, that's that's how you find out what you would do in that in a situation when it actually happens to you for real. Yeah, this is exactly this. That that's precisely what I was saying. So you know, just just it's difficult for for you know. I I struggled first couple of weeks. I did. I was just like, oh god, this is this is weird. This is awkward. I just want to get back to work. I hate this. When am I gonna? Well, what's the best case scenario? How soon can I possibly go back to work? How can we get things back to normal? I hate this. This is terrible. But my anxiety is calmed right down and you just, you, you've got no choice but to just roll with it. So, you know, yep. make the, make the most of it. I'm really enjoying my morning walks. Like I was saying before about going out first thing in the morning. I really enjoying that. I love going out. Uh, the, I went out the, the other morning and I live roughly a mile, would you say about a mile and a half from yours, Paul? Would yeah, you say, possibly? That, sounds about right. that sounds about right. Yeah. I was at the top of the hill just behind my house and it was so quiet. I could hear the announcements on the boat as it was leaving the harbour. Mm. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> that, is, that, is yeah. qui- that is quiet. I couldn't hear what they were saying, but I could hear the announcements. Uh, because usually there's a town between where you and I live that's just got lots of cars and you know other noises going on. That's not happening at the moment. So like, I, it was that quiet I could hear what was going on. So you, you could hear all the nothing that was happening. <laughs> Well, no, I, I I could hear over the nothing that was happening. The boat was still, obviously the boat still sailing, but well, there's got to be somewhere getting toilet rolled to the island. It's a necessity. <laughs> <laughs> or as the supermarket looked today, apparently Easter eggs. They were very well stocked on Easter eggs, but they did have toilet roll as well, so we're all good. <laughs> uh, was that yeah, yeah? Was that Tesco's? Yes. See, I I I fucked Tesco's off as soon as this or something all happened. Do you know what? I did the other one for the first time last week. I have found Tesco much more chill. The uh, the, mm. the local one was a bit hectic. And, uh, I haven't tense. left. I haven't left Onken. I haven't left Onken <laughs> for five weeks. Oh, I, I've. I had a drama last week because I I live very close to my place of work, and Tesco is probably at the same kind of distance away in the other direction. I've been doing two-minute journeys maximum in my car, get in my car to drive home last week, not happening. So I had to I had to try and find... No battery. Yeah, had to find someone who wasn't self-isolating with some jump leads, which was... Mm. <laughs> my, my dad had to come and jump me as well because I'd, I'd left the van outside for, like, two days, like, not, not going anywhere. <laughs> two days? Two like, days? <laughs> sorry, no, I meant, I meant to say two weeks. <laughs> say sort your battery out if it's two days uh, to be fair the ba- i do need a new battery in the van it, it was it was top of the agenda before i wasn't allowed to leave my garden um so yeah i had to do that the other day and i've, I've been taking it for a little drive around the block to keep the to keep the, the battery going i keep thinking if i get pulled over by a policeman and says is this journey essential you think well 
I don't know. This, yes. This, this is kind. This this is going to be at your discretion, I think. This was exactly the grey area I had last week, where because for work I have quite a lot of contacts at the police, so I was like, I could quite easily just give one of them a quick bell and say, look, I need to go and do about a five six mile thrash somewhere. I'm a key worker. I need to get to and from work. Is that all right? However, I thought if I don't ask and I get stopped anyway, I can probably just blonde my way out of it. My my way of looking at it, my way of looking at it was, I have a child in the house. If he was to take sick in the middle of the night, and my and I need to take him to hospital, my, which has happened, I uh, I want to know that my car's going to start. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. I went out the other day and the alpha started, so you know. If the alpha's going to start, then the, 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 I think the rest of the world, world should be okay. Then it, yeah. then it truly Basically. is the end of days. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh. I, was, I was just doing my impression of a normal alpha starting then. <laughs> that, that terrifies me now. I, I know the world's fucked. <laughs> the alpha started and your van didn't. If we can rely on an alpha, like truly what happens now... <laughs> Oh dear God! Um, I hate to bring it down after after that, but um, unfortunately, this weekend one of the I would say the greatest F1 driver ever to win a world title sadly passed away, Sir Sterling Moss. Um, I think you're yeah. forgetting Yukio Katayama, <laughs> one of the greatest Grand Prix winners never to take a world title. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, there's not a lot you can say about him that hasn't already been said. An incredible career, not just in F1 racing, but what was endurance racing at the time, winning the Mille Miglia in Italy. In a record time, that which that still was stands. never broken. I mean, all right, the, all right there was only, it was only run sort of two or three more times after he set that time. Because uh, it's basically too dangerous just to expect a driver to jump in a car and drive a thousand miles. <laughs> well, they still do it, but it's 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 now it's it's a to tame, keep to the speed limits sort of vintage rally thing. So. Do it over a few days and uh, stop stop in some nice wine bars and B and Bs on the way up. Yeah, but yeah, that was um, that that was all done in basically basically one day. Um, it was just the driver, occasionally occasionally a mechanic, and some little white tablets. Hmm. Pro plus, Paul. Pro plus. Oh, no. Um, nope. Nope. So Sterling admitted that he took a couple of things before he did the record-breaking run. Didn't know what was in them, but everybody else was taking them, so it must have been fine. <laughs> that seems like sound logic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we lost, we lost John Surtees, didn't we, a couple of years ago, and he's, yeah. uh, to this day, still the only, um, the only man to win world championships on two and four wheels. Um, you know, and now we, we've lost uh, Sterling Moss. It's uh, you know the it it, it sounds kind of harsh for me to say this, but you know it's it's it is the passing of time, isn't it? That the the we'll never see the like of those kind of people again. We, we we may see somebody win a world championship on on two and four wheels, but we'll we'll never see people who took risks like Sterling Moss and and John Surtees and all the other drivers who um. You know who were around at the time and and since as well because you know safety in motorsport and and Formula One etc has gotten so much better over the years, but the um, yeah when you when you look at at, at the achievements of uh, 
of, of these people. You know, it's 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 why they 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 got called legends even so early on. You know, before you know your Senna's, your Prosts, Mansells, etc. You know, Sterling Moss was a legend way back when, even when he was still you know competitively driving. Yeah. Um, it, I didn't actually realize you know his his death was on Easter Sunday, um, and it was Easter Sunday. 1962 when he had his massive accident that put him out of action um for racing so so basically like 58 years to the day well not to the day because the date changes obviously but but you know, the same day 58 years later he um yeah he passes away like i said on my tweet if you if you went back then and told sterling moss you do another 58 years yet mate he wouldn't have believed you no no, no. If you'd have said to most drivers back then, you'll do, an, you know, it'll be uh, fifty-eight. You'll live for another fifty-eight years after you retire. Most most of them would look at you and say, "I'm not going to retire. I'm going to get killed doing this." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, you look at you look at his record: um, 60, 60, 66 starts, sixteen wins, twenty-four podiums, and one of the bizarrest point totals ever. That's uh, just because he shared a win. No, he shared. Well, he shared. There was a couple of shares in there. His total career points in Formula One were 185 and nine fourteenths. Nine fourteenths. Nine fourteenths. Who the fuck has had the time to calculate that? I have no idea. I was. I was. I was hoping to ask Sean about this, but he's not had a chance. All I know is in the 1954 season, and this really does need further research, drop us a tweet at Three Legs, Four Wheels if you get it there before us. He scored four and a seventh point. In which race was a that? seventh? Yeah, four and a seventh. He that only... would make it seem like, like, like a lot of drivers shared the same position or shared a car or something, but the... Uh, I do know that uh, he and his teammate, Tony Brooks, I think it showed the British Grand Prix in 57, I think it was. Mm. Um, and that, and I saw Sean's tweet, I'm sure everybody did, that you know, Tony Brooks is now the only living man to win a, a, a Formula One race in the 1950s. Um, yeah, oh, hang on. Right. Have you happened upon an answer? I have, I, have, I have found it. Right. This was in the original era when a, a bonus point was given for a fastest lap. But it was also hand timing, so it only went down to the second. So in the 1954 British Grand Prix, Ascari, Berra, Fangio, Gonzalez, Hawthorne, uh, Maramon and Moss all set an identical time and got given a seventh of a point. For the fastest lap. For the fastest lap. There was another race um, in his career that had half points for a car share. And that's where the other 7.14ths come from. So that gives the 9.14ths. if seven people have tied, then actually no one has set the fastest lap. There is no such thing as a fastest lap if seven people have the same time. Yes, but no, they, they they all got a seventh of a point. Well, I hope they were proud. <laughs> That's very confusing. 
Absolutely. Um, but I mean, if you're not if you're not sure about Sterling Moss or who he who he was and sort of all his achievements and you know there there was a. Um, I think it was a couple of years ago, wasn't it, where uh, Sterling Moss and Lewis Hamilton went round um, Silverstone, I think it was, it's in a couple of old Mercedes. And um, Sterling Moss was saying, you know, about how how he would do certain things in, in, in that car. And even Lewis Hamilton was turning around like, what you you would you'd put opposite lock on before you got to the corner and cinemas were like yeah well you've got to you've got to flick the car into the corner otherwise you'd never get round you end up in the in the in the hay bales over there and then you crash and you're either dead or you're out <laughs> like oh right okay <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah I'm sure you can find that on YouTube it's, it was a it's a great insight I really enjoyed listening to Sterling Moss when he would talk in in so much detail about what conditions were like for drivers which were normal to him but to to anybody who's watched Formula One you know in any kind of modern era just just completely alien yeah yeah I mean safety was a completely different language in those days well it it was practically a four-letter word you know you can you can either you can either do it safely or you can do it entertaining (laughs) And, yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's the way that motor racing was seen back then. And this is why there's not all that many drivers from that era who, well, let's made it past 50. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were just you were ste- you were stacking people on racetracks with massive engines and tin chassis, you know, the was, was the, it Jackie that... Stewart? Oh, sorry, sorry, Lee, carry on. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's, you crash in one of those things, it's coming apart. You know, it's, it's coming apart, and bits of you are coming apart at the same time. Yeah, what was it? I'm, I'm, I think I'm quoting Sean, quoting Jackie Stewart, quoting Jim Clark here. You, you sat in a missile with a bathtub of petrol strapped either side of you. Of course it's going to go hmm. wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, was it another Jackie Stewart quote? He did, he did the maths and he worked out that at the beginning of the uh, at beginning of a season you'd have um, twenty six drivers lined up on the grid. Uh, nine of those would be dead before the end of the year. Yeah, that, that's how it was. It, and that was late sixties when Jackie Stewart was was racing. You know, before he started winning championships. But yeah, take it back even further than that. Another ten <laughs> ten years to to Sterling Moss's racing times and. Yeah, the numbers are probably even higher than that. Yeah, 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 it, yeah it, it, it it doesn't bear, doesn't bear thinking about. Um, I I think I think F one should use this time on F one TV to get more classic documentaries out. I'm sure there's archive footage that they've got access to somewhere. You can, yeah, chop some archive footage. Someone with a home studio can do a voiceover. Yeah, we will watch this. Yeah, lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if it comes to it and I find the time, I'll make me own illegal versions and post them on YouTube and get sued. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> it's um, okay if it's for educational purposes, Paul. Oh, yeah, that's 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 true. Well, yeah, you try and do it and they will teach you a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I think it's probably time, as it usually is most weeks, for Lee to get his iPad out. Yep, yeah, I was literally just looking for one then when you said that. Uh, you fill one week and it's not needed. You don't fill another and it apparently <laughs> is. It's yeah, difficult I, to predict when you can't see. That is that is true. Um, it was also a lot easier when we had a same There's not been a lot of news about lately then, has there, Paul? Not really, no. 
No, no. This is this is my attempt at filling. Mostly, he's trying to find a, a total shunt. Right, I'll tell you what, that's been a lot. Oh, right, good. Oh, oh, We're oh. good to go. I'll I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah. This this one was sent in by Chris. That's a strange surname you have there, matey. Um, <laughs> is that hyphenated or all one? <laughs> no, no, we'll go. We'll go. Botiga. Botica, Botica, something like that. Sounds like a car that may, Mike that I've never heard of. You know, like the Cit- Citroen Botica. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Chris. Anyway, I'm sorry that these butchered your surname. Uh, I was born. Well, he got 19- that. Bit, he got that bit right, and you didn't get his name. That'll do. This is why he's got it this week, because it's unbelievably fitting. I was born in 1984. Ah, I was also born in 1984, so we're looking at somebody who'll be 36 this year. My family have been called racing royalty in my home country. Right, Right, okay. I did not start working towards being a professional racing driver until I was 15. That, that is late. That is pretty late in the day. Oh, could it be Bruno Senna? Oh, no. Because uh, mm, his family stopped him karting yeah. when Ayrton died. Yeah, yeah, he was karting, and he, he, as you say, he was stopped, and then he restarted again when he was old enough to. Uh, I, think, I think he had about 10 years out of karting um, before he, he tried single-seaters. Other one I've possibly got is Karun Chandok because his dad co-owned the Bud circuit, or still does, and was one of the best Indian rally drivers. Yeah, not a bad shout. Possibly about the right age. Yeah, I would say Karun Chandok's roughly the same age as me. Uh, the other one as well that would jump to mind would be completely forgotten his name, but Japanese teammate of Alonso in WEC. Kobayashi. No, no. His actual in the same car as him teammate. Oh hell. Nobody... Nakajima. Nakajima. Ah yes. Because his his dad and his brother, I think, have been racing drivers also. His dad was because his dad was the first driver to carry a camera on board for live pictures when he drove for Lotus. Oh, well there we go. And he'd be about the right age, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. There we go. Few suggestions there then. Can I have one? No. <laughs> <laughs> go with Nakajima for now. <coughs> Yeah, Nakajima? Yeah, Yeah. why not? Yeah, I think so. Uh, In my debut season, I posted 10 pole positions and 7 wins. Not necessarily... Yeah, that's that's in what series? That's not... (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not talking great F1 winners here with these uh, second-generation drivers. Yeah, Who so said that, anything that, about F1? That's the thing. That could be like, if we were working on the races, it's Nakajima. That could be like Formula Super for, for, Japan, Super Formula, or, Japan, yeah. Japanese F4, Formula Nippon, as it used oh, to be I called. I forget about Formula Nippon. 
<laughs> almost the most racist championship ever. <laughs> I went on to become the youngest Formula 2000 Asian champion at, uh, in 2001. Still in the ballpark of uh, Shinji Nakajima, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. yeah, I must preface, I meant to say Formula Asia, not Formula Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny, like, and this is going to come across as maybe slightly insensitive in the world we live in. Can you imagine how crashy Formula Asian would be? The only motorsport series never to produce a decent Formula One driver. That's what it would be. I feel like we've gone off on a little bit of a, a side project here. <laughs> You're listening to Mussy Audio by the sounds of things. <laughs> Why? Because it was amusing for a second. <laughs> and then you realise what was said. <laughs> They're the best jokes, the ones that you laugh and then you go, ooh. <laughs> right, come on, Peter Kay, yeah, so, what's so, the next clue? <laughs> so it could be, it could be, so so just just looking at that clue, it could be Chand Hocker, it could be Nakajima. I think I called him Shinji Nakajima before, that's not right, is it? His dad was Satoru Yeah, it's Nakajima. Kazuki Nakajima. You think, Kazuki you're thinking Nakajima. Of, you're thinking of Shinji Nakano. That's correct, yeah. I got them. So I'm going to get my Japanese drivers confused. And in doing so, you're the first person that's ever thought about Shinji Nagano. Um, <laughs> since, since, since Alan Prost decided to put him in a car because of, oh, shit, all that Honda money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made my Formula One debut in 2007 for, uh, as a test driver for Red Bull Racing. Hmm... So we're probably going to rule Senna out of this. Yes. Chantok was on the Red Bull program at some point. Yes, he had a, well, then, he had a driving license. <laughs> well, then, and two pair, you know, a pair of legs. Um, not always essential I, for Red Bull, I don't think. No, no, not always. I think we're leaning more towards carrying Chantok then, because you know, being a uh, you know, a, a Formula Formula Asia champion, and you know, 2007 was he? Did, did he did he do testing for Force India before he became a drive like a full full time driver? Uh, yes, he did. I think he he test he tested for Force India before um, HRT signed him, and then he was at Caterham for a very short amount of time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we're leaning more towards Karen Chandok. I think he's he's roughly around, roughly around the. I think he's the right age, fits kind of entering Formula One around about the right time. If he if this particular person gets there. Yeah. Go yeah. go with Chandok for the second guess. Yeah. In uh, in GP two, I was teammates with uh, Borja Garcia. Say that him. Bora Garcia, I don't know his Not first name. Not familiar with that driver. Nope. Bruno Sa and Bruno Senna. Right. Well, that definitely rules out Bruno Senna. Yeah. Teammates with himself. <laughs> now, Chandok, when he made his debut, it was the same season that Senna made his Bruno Senna. That is made his debut. So that would be about the right time for them both to have been in GP two at the same time. 
Yeah, I think we're I think we're still confident on this. Yeah. Yeah. My best finish was fourteenth in Formula One. I think we're still not, on not the right Nakajima. track. No. Not Nakajima. He definitely got points yeah. at some point. No, I thought, uh, and yeah. he, and he, he was already in Formula One by about sort of two thousand and five. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I think I think still stick sticking with the Chandok. Stick with Chandok. I was uh, Guy Martin's driver coach. That would sound about right. Because he does Williams Heritage. Yes. And Channel 4. Yeah. In 2013, I became a member of the FIA Drivers Commission. And that's your 10th question. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think we're Whatever still... Whatever they are. Is, is, there, is there a spaffer should we need it? There is, but I think you should probably just give me the answer. Yeah, we'll yeah. go with Karen Chandok, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm going to predict the spaffer is, I am not Ted. <laughs> <laughs> are you Karun Chandok? I am Karun Chandok. Good. Oh, yes. Got it on the first yes. one. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Paul. Excellent. Good effort. Thanks. Uh, well, Sean got it after the third after after the third question. There, that's two. That's two weeks in a row you've had the right answer I after the I third said, question. I think I said um, you, Nakajima. You said Nakajima. I? It was yeah. me. It was me that got Chandok. Yeah, I don't oh, want to oh, falsely right. take the credit. <laughs> it was a team effort, anyway. Yeah, go team. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, team. How do you uh, how do you send in a total shunt? You can tweet me in a private message at a total shunt or send me a private message on Instagram at a total shunt. Cool. And if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Three Legs Four Wheels. And individually, we are at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One, and at Pablo One Hundred. Also, you can get in touch on email Three Legs Four Wheels at gmail dot com and on our sparkly new Discord server. Just go to Discord, sign up for an account. It's discord.com and just look for Three Legs, Four Wheels and we should come up on there. It gives you an address, but it's one of these daft letters and number shortened URL ones. So there's no point giving it out, but we'll post the links on all the socials and the website, threelegsfourwheels.com. Um, quick jump cut now because Formula Lee, the cutoff time was actually while we were recording this. In true jump cut fashion. This week's Formula Lee do the top five this week. Um, fifth place with a time of 127.292 was Alex Cook. Fourth, 127.220 was Adam Smith. Third with 127.081 was Matthew Gooch. Second place this time for Carl Toomey with 126.915. And taking it this week with apparently the seventh best time in the world on his platform... 126.671 winning it was Alessandro Popolani. And that was this week's Formula Lee results, which I haven't actually looked at yet because I've been too busy making the podcast. Um, the next Formula Lee challenge, let's do China and we'll have it in the dry. And should we stick with the classic cars? Why not? Yeah. We'll go for... Let's have the brawn. Ooh. Ooh, I might, I might have a go at this one. <laughs> yeah, China in the dry, in the brawn. Let's make it another two-week one. So you've got until 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern on Monday, the 27th of April. Right, um... If it's before Thursday, don't forget to check out our Discord where we'll be uh, doing the live chat for the watch-along with the 2007 Brazilian Grand Prix. 
I will, yes. That will have been plastered all over social media for by the time this comes out for anyone that isn't a patron the last couple of days. And for anyone that is a patron and gets to listen to this one early, don't forget to uh, don't forget to join us because it's a couple of days ahead. Mm-hmm. God, that was confusing. <laughs> From next week, all being well, we'll be streaming the podcast on Discord as well live, and we'll be doing a live Q and A at the end of it, so you can uh, join in, have a chat, and we'll put the best bits out as part of the show as well. Seeing as Sounds the, good to me. Seeing yeah. as there's not a lot of F1 to get involved, we might as well get uh, we might as well get all interactive and all all 2010. Let's get involved yeah. with you instead. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like yeah. a creepy threat. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, involved you, you all en- over your face. You and en- you enjoy the show. You help make it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also, come and follow me on Twitter because I am forty followers away from a thousand now. I want my thousand. <laughs> I do have a special. That would be at a total shunt. That would be at a total shunt, and you should do it at fucking immediately. <laughs> I do. I do have a. I do have a Twitter account. I do have a Twitter account that isn't following you, but it doesn't follow anyone. It's just the one that live tweets what the guy upstairs is listening to. Oh, which all of today was Coldplay. All of it. Every single bit of Coldplay. <laughs> trying to make sure everybody breaks the the um. Yeah, the you know breaks their self isolation rules. I went to by playing Tesco Coldplay and I went building. for a walk to get away from this. I was on the point of going upstairs with a large pickaxe. Then I remembered I don't own one. <laughs> did did anybody uh, did anybody notice Ben O'Hare, friend of the podcast, um, the uh, his tweet about Gary Barlow and uh, Robbie Williams doing a duet on Skype for people that are in isolation? There was no need for him to retweet the video. <laughs> he retweeted it saying, if ever the world has needed a vaccine, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, props to Ben as well for having time to, to find some humour because Ben, as a, you know, as a qualified nurse, is working overtime in testing patients for COVID-19 and uh, you know, trying and, to get things. And doing nights at the homeless shelter over here. Yeah, he's like literally working, uh, you know, flat out most of the time so you know he's one of the people we applaud on thursday evenings um, and i know there are many of you out there backroom staff frontline staff it doesn't matter um thank you for all your help and what you're doing and keeping keeping the world going yeah Yeah. just just want to say a massive massive thank you from all of us to anyone involved in healthcare at the minute for the job that you're all doing um god knows how you do it but well done congratulations congratulations for being ace Oh, your uh, your drum machine. I got, I got told I took my drum machine out for the applause on on Thursday, and I got told by my neighbours it wasn't loud enough. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you need to make it loud enough that the people on the boat can hear you. If you can hear the boat Apparently from yours, so. you, yeah, 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 you should make make it go the other way. I mean, I can I can leave the keys to our practice room outside our door that you can pick up and then get our um, three kilowatt PA to put it through if you want. Is this a central travel? <laughs> it's an aid of the health service. <laughs> it's it's not essential though, is it? <laughs> Probably not. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for keeping listening while uh, we're doing this. Massive, massive extra thank you as well to all the patrons that have stuck with us, and an even bigger thank you to all the new patrons that have joined us over the last couple of weeks. Um, yes, thank you very much. The, much appreciated. There will be extra content for the Patreon subscribers soon, but when we can work out what the hell we can do. Yeah, content's not exactly 
like fucking abundant for a Formula One podcast <laughs> right now. It, re- it really isn't, but I'm co- I'm trying to trying to get some new ideas together for um for what extra we can do for the patrons. Um, Absolutely, just just by way of thanks, and you know all your all your donations and support is really appreciated by all of us. And if you want to yeah. sign up there, just go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels, and uh, our page is up there at the moment. You get the podcast a couple of days earlier, um, but there will there will be more coming soon. We promise. Also, if if you guys are sort of isolating on your own and all that sort of stuff, and you just want someone to talk nonsense to about Formula One or whatever, just tweet one of us. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, I mean, I've always said that I'm open for Skype as well. So if anybody, yeah. you know, if you're at home alone and you're, and you know, podcasts are your only friend, you know, give us a give us a tweet. We'll set up a Skype chat. It's not a problem. Yeah, yeah, we're we're all available. You know, we're not we're, we're not going anywhere apart from Sean. I say, I'm, work is keeping me quite busy, so I'm probably not <laughs> as available. But if, yeah, if you tweet me, I will at some point acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> all right your highness <laughs> i've got to be nice to her she's the one that goes and does the weekly shop <laughs> we will we will be back next week with i haven't got a fucking clue no the, me neither the, egg and potato the, <laughs> there will be some there will be something next week where we don't resort to doing dancing in our kitchen videos or duets with gary barlow we can promise you Yet. that much that day, yeah. I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to hit that level. Until then, this is the longest goodbye in podcast history. It was going to be a little yes. bit. It was going to be about two sentences shorter, but you cut me off. <laughs> we will be back next week. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.